Episode 9 has officially wrapped. There's a whole bunch of rumored TV shows in development. And also, ladies and gentlemen, I have a co-pilot. All this and more on Postcards from the Galaxy's Edge. What's up, everybody? My name is Shannon. Welcome to the second episode where we're going to have something a little bit more special because that is right. As I've said in the intro, I have a co-pilot, my really dear friend, Brian, that we've known each other for a very long time. So I'm going to hand it over to him where he can kind of introduce himself. So how are you, Brian? I am doing just great. <laughs> uh, I uh, I live in Japan, so um we are uh, basically uh, doing this podcast uh, internationally. Yeah, literally so. at eight hour time difference, I think. Eight hour, seven hour time difference? I think, yeah, I think it's, I think it's around eight. Yeah, it, it's 12, it's 1130 at night on a Saturday here. Yeah, and it's 830 a.m. where I'm at. <laughs> wow, so you're like a time traveler. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> No, it's actually really it's actually really funny because if I, when I go to fly home, uh, if I get in the uh, get in the uh, uh, airplane and I leave at let's let's just say noon on one day and I arrive like in Denver, or if I arrive in Chicago, I usually arrive three hours before I left. Oh wow, that's really surreal. Like I'm actually going to um, Chicago in less than a month for Star Wars Celebration, and it's weird. Like I I leave at eight thirty in the morning and will be arriving in Chicago at eleven thirty. But because obviously because I'm going back, it only seems like it's like three hours, but it's not. It's like eight and a half. But yeah. Time, time zones just blow my mind. So today we are broadcasting from Endor. That is right. This is one of my favorite planets. So first, here's some canon Endor facts. Endor, also known as the forest moon of Endor and the sanctuary moon, was a small forested moon that orbited the gas giant planet of Endor and is the furthest moon away from it. Endor was notable for being the native home of the Ewoks and being the location of the Battle of Endor which was the result of the downfall of the Empire and the death of Emperor Palpatine. After the battle, rebels set up shields and tractor beams to protect the moon from the debris falling from the destroyed space station. This field of distrust settled into orbit around the moon for months following the battle. I looked it up. Endor has 56 canon appearances, most notably its first appearance, which was in the 1983 Return of the Jedi film, but it has been prominently featured in Star Wars Battlefront 2 game, Ewok Hunt, which is something I actually quite enjoy playing and stream, and is also a part of the animated shorts Forces of Destiny. So Brian, what was, what is your opinion on the planet of Endor? Like, do you like it? Do you hate it? Come on, tell me what you think about these Ewoks. Hit me. Um... The Ewok, the Ewoks are definitely an interesting, in interesting group of people. The funny thing I did find out about Ewoks from playing, uh, briefly playing the um, uh, Star Wars tabletop RPG, and uh, you could play as an Ewok Jedi. But How the funny, funny thing about it, but the funny thing is that, like, if you played as an Ewok Jedi, an Ewok has the ability to understand how to learn the Force. They have no ability to teach how to learn the Force. Oh, okay. So they're a user, but definitely not a teacher. Right. No. Like, like they, 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 they don't have the, they, they have the, uh, the mental capacity to learn how to do 
uh, to use the force from like a teacher, but they don't have the mental capacity to teach others how to do it. <laughs> Fair enough. That's okay. If there's enough teachers running around, like, yeah, <laughs> that's it's, funny. Right. Right. But no, that, that was one of the funny things that I, I learned about Ewoks. And um, I, I'm not going to lie. I, I find I find Ewoks to be the uh, the one one of the cute familiars mm-hmm. of the uh, the Star Wars universe. So like in uh, episode eight, you had Porgs. Yeah, oh, yes. Love me. So some Porgs. Episode, <laughs> yeah, episode six, you had Ewoks. I mean, if you if you find you had uh, what is it? Um, you go through all the different um, different movies. There's a familiar of some kind in there. Just some yeah. cutesy kind of kind of animal character that's in there. I kind of felt that the Ewoks were that, but they also played a more dynamic role. Yeah. But because um, I know like some of the criticisms are, oh, you know, a bunch of bears with sticks killing, you know, the empire and things like that. But I think it was a bit of a political message as well, kind of, you know. Right. Well, I mean, it, the thing is, is that you have you have a a a large, fully um, uniformed, militarized army moving into an area with a, a group of local people that are putting up a resistance that don't have the same technology, but they use guerrilla tactics. Correct. Exactly. It's the guerrilla tactics that, yeah, that's what right, I, I always mean, so, took from it. So my, my thing is, is that like it... <laughs> You don't need to have a blaster to kill someone. No, I mean as <laughs> martial as martial good... as martial artists, we know this. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You don't, you don't, you don't need, you don't need to have the the highest tech. Granted, it gives you an advantage, but you don't need it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, so cool. I didn't realize until I was reading my kind of canon facts that um, I think Robot Chicken did a great thing taking the piss out of it that when the Death Star 2 blew up, I never thought about this, that debris would have fallen into the planet. (laughs) But actually, there is something in canon, like I said earlier, that um, the rebels put up some kind of shield or whatever that would help disintegrate the metals and things like that. But... um, yeah, it, but it's it's quite a funny to find it, but it, it's quite a funny scene where all of a sudden the Ewoks, everyone's like celebrating and like, yeah, yeah, you know, we won. And then all of a sudden it's just like, ah, and they run away from all the metal and things. But um, yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. Um, cool. It, Endor, Endor is a moon, isn't it? It is. It it is a it is a it's a forest moon, but of like a gas giant also called Endor. So it's funny, the moons are called Endor One and Endor Two. Just like the suns are called Tattoo One and Tattoo Two. Like it's not very original planets going on here, but yeah, that's there are uh, a lot. Oh. oh yeah, hence hence why this 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 podcast will be broadcasting right. from one every time. But um, did you see that photo where they wrapped, and it was like Daisy Ridley, Oscar Isaac, and John Boyega, and there was kind of like a thank you from the oh, set. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so because um, it's funny, what I got from that picture was everyone was like, "Oh, it's wrapped." Blah blah blah. What people don't understand that picture was not taken that day. 
Because if you went to John Boyega's Instagram, all the rap party was happening in London. That background, that was in Jordan. That was the Wadi Rum and things. So I don't know. Like, it's so funny because everyone's like, oh, you can see Ray's staff. So she doesn't have a double sided lightsaber. I'm like, guys, this is going to be so early in the film. Like, really early in the film. That's my speculation when this picture was taken. But, right. um,. What what is your like? Obviously, this will be the, the golden question here. But mm-hmm. what is the things you're hoping to see in episode nine? Do you have any like expectations? Do you have any kind of story threads that you've been following that you hope kind of continue or didn't get picked up? Like, what's what's your kind of hopes? I I I have a feeling that like obviously it's going to end with Ray and Ren fighting. Mm. <laughs> there there's there's no there's no way to get around that yeah i i don't i do not i do not see them coming to a, a a reconcile point where they like team up together where it kind of hinted at that in eight and then all of a sudden there was that sudden split yeah oh my god let me tell you when that praetorian fight happened oh my god you were ta- you know like when we were losing our minds and things like when that happened the minute like her hand went up and grabbed the light i was like what what like literally lost my mind but um i have a feeling yes i agree they're gonna come to blows but people have been kind of hinting and also this goes to that um that literary trope death in the maiden that i think it's one of those one can't live without the other so, mm-hmm. like, I know some people are like, oh, don't redeem him because that's a cop out. Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, guys, it's not a cop out because otherwise there's been a lot of development over Ben Solo. Like he's very prominently mentioned, actually, in a Star Wars book called Last Shot. And there, he's in so many scenes with Han Solo as a toddler. I mean, you don't develop a bad guy, unless you're Anakin Skywalker, that much without just killing him off or plus i mean someone brought up a good point in one of the comment sections of a video i saw that they were like plus that's how we want the skywalker saga to end that the last living quote skywalker is evil like that doesn't make any sense i guess for me i'm trying really hard not to go in with any expectations because i did a little bit on the last jedi and found myself slightly disappointed but then i got over it ray being a nobody was a big one but actually, I'm very happy with that decision now because I actually think that was a very cool and different choice. And it doesn't make the universe so small. Uh, trust me, I was in the Kenobi camp. I wanted her to be a Kenobi. I don't know if you were in the, any of those camps, but... <laughs> um, oh my God, someone's still going on about, oh, I think she's still related to Palpatine. Some people really are just like obsessed with Palpatine. They keep going, oh yeah, Palpatine this, Palpatine that. It's like, dude, let it go. He's dead. Like, just stop like ah i i get it i mean i know people really love their characters and i'm not trying to diss them but it's just like please i mean do you think palpatine's coming in nine no okay (laughs) no i I think i think he he's he's dead and gone i think snoke's dead and gone i it's it's one of those things that it See, the funny thing is, is that, like, the whole sith and, um, like, the apprenticeship with sith and whatnot is reminds me a lot of samurai apprenticeship yes and the funny thing about that is is that 
in in Japanese traditional culture, you didn't necessarily kill your master, but you gained more strength, power, and prowess over them, and then they submitted to you. Oh. Okay. Which is, I'm not going to say it's really rare, but your your quote-unquote master would be spending the majority of his time trying to, trying to keep you underfoot. I see. So yeah. that you didn't gain that uh, that power, whether it be political, physical, or whatnot, to overpower them or take their power. Yeah. And that was also a political thing within Japan at the same time, too. I well, mean, it even still plays out in, uh, in uh, modern culture today. Oh, with, does it? Um, with um, power dynamics within, like, an office and whatnot. Well, fair enough. <laughs> so, I mean, it's actually really funny. I, I look at the Sith and the Jedi, and, like, I went when I went to university, I studied traditional Japanese culture. So for me, looking at a lot of this stuff, it's, it's, it's really funny. I look at the Sith, and I see the samurai... Uh, uh, dynamic with uh, the apprenticeship. Mm. I look at the Jedi, and I see the uh, the Buddhist monk tradition in Japan. Of course. Oh, yep. See, this is why I I'm just a Jedi at heart because I've been studying Buddhism off and on for about five years, and I use that term loosely because yeah, I, I'm just reading a lot. But yeah, <laughs> so but that's for, for interesting. Me, I mean, it, it looks it looks like like the way that they they're they're supposed to conduct themselves the way that they like do certain things where they they like the, the the certain things that they're supposed to abstain from so that they don't fall to the dark side reminds me a lot of uh of trying to find nothingness inside buddhism correct yes <laughs> like that, that not not nothingness not emptiness but the uh, the sense of uh what is it contentness yeah something yeah something like that i mean i guess and i guess they even outright said that in episode two about like material attachments like kind of thing and that's the same thing with buddhism that um, it's not that literal but it's yeah it's something like that very similar but like we'd said in the beginning in the very beginning and whatnot this is more of a looks like somebody looked at a few snippets took that out and then threw it in pretty much Um, well, I have another theory for episode nine, which I guess for me, with my Star Wars stuff, I just want to see something I haven't seen before. Like, just give me something new. Um, I think that's mm-hmm. why, like, Rogue One, I couldn't believe it. I was like, oh, wow, we are killing everybody. Oh, wow, we are going there. Okay. You know, again, Last Jedi, uh, I've... Go ahead. But but Rogue One, like I said, uh, like we were talking pre- pre-recording it's kind of an amalgamation to me it's an amalgamation of three japanese stories one of which all the characters die yeah so i was like i was like watching this and i'm like okay that makes sense i was like <laughs> i was like when I, I when 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 i first saw the 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 scene where they're all deciding to stand up and go and try and, and steal the plans and whatnot i'm like oh my god they're going there yeah oh my god they're going there and i was like this is chushin gura the 47 uh, samurai retainers story oh gotcha <laughs> and I was like, oh okay they're going there the, yeah the minute like people like bro uh brody rook and like i was like oh man the oh wow okay we are in like k2so i was like oh my god okay yep we're holy crap which is funny because if you want to look at the trailer they clearly had filmed a different ending. Like you watch the Rogue One trailer now, and there's only one shot in that trailer that is an act the actual final film. 
like yep. Oh, yeah. And I, I have a friend that actually knows Gareth Edwards and I would love to pick that brain. But um, yeah, so I, like I was saying, I, I just I want something new. And so one of the things I think that would be really cool is I have a feeling Finn is going to do a Stormtrooper uprising. Yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, that 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 sounds that sounds about right. But the the funny thing is, is that like. Uh, isn't isn't the majority of stormtroopers even like in this time period inside the empire? Most of them are all like conscription, either conscription, volunteer, or forced into it. Well, uh, it sounds like again, some of the canon junkies might crucify me on this. It sounds like because some of the lines he says, you know, I was taken from a family I, I've never known and like I think Hux drops a line where he said you know picked from birth um, and they actually they really touch on it um, I think it's called Project Cinder they touch on it in the Battlefront game where basically they get a lot of children and condition them to be in this army kind ah. of thing so I'm wondering because Let's let's you know, let's break it down in episode eight. We're leaving these guys and literally the resistance can fit in the Millennium Falcon. They're gonna need as many reinforcements as possible. And what cooler way than to have like it from the inside? And I think that would be a nice come to one for Finn as well. That it's just I mean, he was already kind of getting there towards the end of episode eight, but I, I really wanna see him yeah i don't know i just it hit me the other day i was like that would be and like a picture he had posted so i i was like that would be really cool if it was a stormtrooper yeah. uprising kind of I thing just wonder, i just wonder what the uprising will be about is it going to be like a and i, I say this jokingly is it going to be a strike that uh, we need better uh better sights on our guns or uh we need to <laughs> we, we demand better blaster training <laughs> <laughs> sort of thing <laughs> yeah help us hit our targets um right. i don't know like i i think it's I, again i think it would, it would play on that whole you don't have to do this you can make a choice kind of right. thing the, the only thing is is that like uh i i hope they d wouldn't fully go into that because if i'm not mistaken the stormtroopers also have like a, a conscription process mm -hmm. in which people volunteer to join and in 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 return the empire is supposedly like to train them educate them and whatnot so that Correct. when they decide to leave they can actually get like um like a a, a start a better life have a like a better paying job and whatnot yeah. So I mean, for for me, I I I really like that idea. Personally, I think that 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 may, like, it may work in the film. Yeah. But Canon Junkies would probably tear it apart online. That's fair, and and that's completely fair. And that this is where it's fun to kind of just like speculate. Like it's one of those. I'm also wondering. You know, when we were talking about Ray and Kylo Ren or Ben Solo when he's not being an idiot. Um, mm -hmm. I'm, again, kind of being that two of the same coin. I'm wondering if it's tricky. So I say this with a pinch of salt. What, it, what would be something that maybe both sides have to come together to fight a greater evil? But then it's also tricky because it's like you're adding that to the end of the I don't know. Like I'm not saying it very well, well but the other, the other thing is is that that trying to look at dark and light side as good and evil is actually not a good dynamic to look at it as. Mm -mm. 
and like because like the thing is is that like the most the most the most of the people that are like <laughs> deep into Star Wars geekdom know that you can be a Sith and still do good for other people. Yeah. Yeah. And there's... you can be a Jedi and still do bad things. <laughs> well, I mean, it's the yin and yang. Like, I mean, I right. really feel like that there's some of the some of the symbolism is that literal. Like, you look at the way they're doing the lighting and the sets and the the color schemes and things. They are literally, I mean, the first time we see Rey and Kylo, she is practically in white, he is practically in black. You know, she starts going a bit gray. I was hoping Again, kind of talking about a redemption arc. I don't think they'll go this way now, but I was going to like it kind of like, and I won't say because I, well, anyway, um, basically where she starts going dark and he's going light and he's helps her come, you know, they kind of pull each other to the middle, basically mm -hmm. kind of thing. But I don't, uh, they didn't quite get I, there in eight. I so I. I have a feeling that that this is this is what happens, and it's kind of alluded to this in episode eight with the 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 Yoda appearance. Mm. And the funny thing is, is that like when the the Jedi books and whatnot are burning and whatnot in episode eight, and then you have the tree, he uh, Yoda basically alludes to the fact that yeah, it's okay for them to burn. You do know they didn't actually burn, right? Right, but I'm just saying, like, he, he was like, he was like, so he was like totally cool with this whole, this, this whole thing and whatnot. And like, my thing is, is like the way that certain things that he said were hinted, mm. it, it seemed like as if that adhering, committing yourself entirely to the dark side destroys you. Mm -hmm. Committing yourself entirely to the light side blinds you yeah. to what's actually going on. Obviously, there needs to be something in the middle. Yeah, and I, I honestly think that that Ray's Ray's thing, especially with her trials and whatnot on the island, is tell is basically saying that she's going to try and go to that middle point. Yeah, I think so. And then also, just to echo that, I think is the same with Kylo because I mean, what is our first introduction to him? He's literally talking to Darth Vader's helmet, going, "I keep getting pulled to the light." You know, he's getting pulled to the light. She's going to the dark. And, you know, Luke's like, you went straight for the dark. You didn't have to ask a question. Which, by the way, um, that's not her fault. How is she supposed to know? Like, I always, that always bugged me. I'm like, don't criticize her. She doesn't know that there's a light side and a dark side of the freaking force. She just doesn't even know what this thing inside her is. But anyway, um, <laughs> I, um, yeah, so maybe that's what I think. And then they're... That's how they don't get away. I just, I don't want a whole, he dies rescuing, you know, saving her kind of thing. I don't know. Like, I yeah, just try. My, I, my, my thing is, is that I, I feel like in order for them to make the story more dynamic, somebody has to die in the end. <laughs> I'm pretty sure mm -hmm. one of the two has to die and I'm pretty sure it's going to be Kylo. <sighs> yeah, I don't want it to be. I don't and know. the thing is, the other thing is, is that like I have a feeling that they're not going to want to try and pick up a third trilogy after this, which is a shame because I am so in love with the new characters. Like I, I think oh, Kylo, yes. Kylo Ren and Rey are two of the more, especially even Kylo Ren. Like that scene. Oh, also, plus Adam Driver's brilliant. Like 
that scene in the elevator where he smashes the helmet, when he's just literally been emotionally pulled apart by Snoke and just like, I mean, that you could just see the mental abuse right there. I mean, the levels played in that film. Like, I understand people didn't like how Luke was portrayed, and I completely respect that, but those two, the way they played their characters, I could just have a movie with just them the whole time. Like, when I'm watching The Last Jedi, I can't wait for the Feist, Feist, the Force Skype scenes, because that's some of the most powerful stuff, and yeah. that's down to those two actors, because that could have fallen failed miserably. Like, oof. So yeah, I know I know people hate the way that Luke played his character and whatnot, but the the, the thing the thing to to understand is that he lost everything, like almost twice. Yeah. And the thing is, is like like when when you lose everything, like let's just say like you were to go into financial straits and basically have to like declare bankruptcy, lose everything, lose your house, lose everything, basically live a life of destitute, it puts you in a sense of severe like would put you in a sense of severe depression. Yeah. And not only that, it would make it so that you would be completely apprehensive to anything that would possibly resemble what you tried to build before. Yeah. And for me, that's that's that that was the whole dynamic with uh, with um, Luke and Ray. It's one of those things like I don't want to lose everything again. Like I, I emotionally can't take it. Sort of. Yeah, thing. I can't do it again. Plus, this is the other thing. Like I remember, I think people have kind of calmed down now. But everyone was going on. Not everyone. I don't like when people talk in absolutes. There was a selected group that was yes, like only Sith speak in absolutes. Yes, there you go. Um, <laughs> yes, well done. Um, there was a selected group of people that were convinced that Ray was going to have a new Jedi order and Broom Boy was going to be one of them. I was like, guys, Broom Kid was literally just a visual representation of that the, anybody can have the Force. And Rey is not, in my opinion, is not going to start a new Jedi Academy because she said from the beginning she doesn't want any part of this. She just wants to figure out herself, much less teaching somebody. I mean, come on. Like, I don't yep. know. I don't think there's going to be any... There's no time for it. Like, nah. Well, the other thing is, is that, like balance works in uh, balance works in mysterious ways so yes. we could have we could have a situation where with the light and the dark side where they reconcile into something gray we we could have it where one person dies but there is some mysterious sith somewhere else mm. as well sort of thing and you also could have it where both characters die. There's that too. I have thought about that. It's just so tricky because Ray definitely is one of those characters that speaks to the young girls. Because yes, I won't. I won't open that can of worms. But representation does matter. So I think that would be. Oh, it I, does. It I would does. be. I would be devastated if it's like, oh, this female heroine dies. But I have thought about that. I have thought about that they both go. Or, or it, I don't know. Like, yeah, it's it's very. What I was thinking was when we saw the prequels, right? You and me and mm -hmm. everybody else, we knew the end game. We knew that mm -hmm. this little boy is going to be Darth Vader. 
we that yep. what's so exciting and scary and i think why everybody talks about it is just like the original trilogy now with the sequel trilogy it can go anywhere it could go right. absolutely anywhere well the other thing to take into account is that leia is also force semi force trained mm-hmm. and the funny thing is is that she would technically be a light character mm-hmm. a light side so right now it's a two versus one they have to maintain balance somehow mm. well that's why i raised the gray in my opinion, I think Grey yeah. is the epitome of a Grey Jedi. Because... Right. But the thing is, is that in the new episode, will Leia die? That would be really depressing. Like, I mean, obviously, lesser rest in peace, Carrie Fisher, but like, that would be really depressing if like every episode, one of the main characters of the original, you know, Trinity dies. First he had right. Han... That was the other thing, too. Like, that would also make if Kylo Ren just died or, you know, or, you know, that would make Han Solo's death just absolutely meaningless as well. And people yeah. are like, oh, no, I don't redemption. Then what the fuck did he give him his life up for? And it just makes it all in vain. Anyway, I digress. Um, what was they saying? My so, other thing is, what what is Chewie's role now? His life debt is repaid. And I know that he well, had like, friendship with Han. My thing is, is that because his life debt is repaid, what is he going to do? Well, Wookiees do live to be like really long. I mean, that was the joke in Solo. He was like 200 years old. And yeah, um, I, I have a feeling I think it would be great if the film and one of the ending things in the film is Chewie goes home back to Kashyyyk and mm-hmm. goes back with his family. Cause in theory, again, all the Canon junkies could attack me in theory. I, I think the Canon verse has, a, he does have a kid and a wife, which I thought we were going to see for a second in solo when you saw the trailers, but no, it was other Wookiees, um, some ugly ass looking Wookiees, but, um, well, if you want to see a family dynamic of Wookiees, just go watch the Christmas special. Oh, don't, don't, <laughs> don't. <laughs> god um so you know that would be i i that would be cool i know one thing that some people have also speculated was it's going to end with the millennium falcon landing in batu which is the land in disney world the yep. black spire which i don't i don't think that because i after doing all that recapping and talking about galaxy's edge um it no, it it won't be that. Plus, that would be too okay. Come to Disney World, I know, but they have done. I mean, they did Mary Poppins Leia for God's sake, so they have done some strange things. But yeah, did you know yeah. that 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 scene was actually ten times better in the book? Leia Poppins. Leia Poppins. Oh, okay. In the novelization. She's been blasted into space as, you know, it happens. But the beacon that Ray, the binary beacon that Ray has is in front of her and it, it floats in front of her face and she hears it. And then she is like, basically like, I have to live for this girl. We, I have to go back kind of thing. And so she opens her eyes and she goes reaching for the beacon and then it's like kind of all this, the, the force kind of built almost like a ladder. And she it's not literally hand over foot grabbing on this ladder, but she's finding a way to get to this beacon to grab it and head back to the ship. 
And mm-hmm. I'm not doing it justice, but that was more powerful than all of a sudden. And you know what also killed it? As an editor, the reason why it looked ridiculous, but I know why they had to do it. The reason why they had to cut to the wide from the side showing her floating through space is we had to show, because there's no gravity, we had to show that she's not pulling the ship to her. She's going to the ship. Oh. But Yeah. Otherwise, you'd be like, you, you, the perspective, you'd be like, well, because, like, say if you had the over-the-shoulder looking at her hand. Well, you, I mean, she is semi-force-trained. <laughs> <laughs> that was that was one of the few things in the cinema that, and I remember when I actually was watching it with Patrick later at, at the house, he just kind of had a, what? <laughs> <laughs> but I was excited because, yes, we did get to see Leia's force powers. I just wish it was a slightly different uh execution but it was still cool all the same but um yeah so i don't know it'll be really interesting to see what episode nine comes up with and yeah oh trailers dropping at star wars celebration i'm gonna be just beside myself like oh (laughs) i just god like oh my god that'll be a fun trailer park episode that oh but um what did, what did you think about the... Did you hear all about all these speculations of all the different TV shows that were, like, pitched? Yeah, I, I, heard, I, heard, about, I heard about some of them. I, I'm like... I don't know exactly what, 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 what sounds like it's going to work or whatnot or what's going to be, you know, go through the, the pre-production process and then all of a sudden get scrapped... But uh, I, I, the the one that I really focused on was the Mandalorian. That well, was the it, one that got me really excited. Well, that and I mean that one had been announced and things, but it it literally felt like an Oprah thing. All this, I I mean I don't know what happened, but it was like within the span of three days on Twitter, I thought people were starting just to troll everybody. Where it was like, you get a TV show, you get a TV show, and I mean, God, what was some of the things like? Honestly, I think this is uh, what is the Disney's push with Disney's Plus more than anything. Mm. And I have a feeling that that what they're saying is push as much Star Wars content out there as fast as you can. And not as fast as you can. Obviously, they want to make sure that there's quality and everything. Otherwise, they're going to destroy their fan base. Yes. (laughs) But they, they want to have as many projects going as once so that they fill up Disney Plus with as much Star Wars content as they can effectively. Mm. Well, I also, I I know how things go, kind of working in the visual effect industry and things, you know, in terms of bidding for new work and things, there's a lot of kind of things ready to be greenlit. So when, when the, when they say the term, Oh, um, Frick, what's the term now? Development, sorry. So when they say the term development, let, development is such a very low on the pipeline. Like there's been films that all of a sudden, you know, we were talking about it at work. I obviously can't name names. And then we're thinking, yep, they're going to start doing that. And then all of a sudden you're like, oh, two years later, oh, they actually are deciding to pick this film back up. So it wouldn't surprise mm-hmm. me if somebody saw these are some of the films, quote, or not films, pardon me, television shows that are, quote, in development. Um, I, listen, one of them that 
picked up was a Captain Phasma, which I'm totally on board for that because Gwendolyn Christie, in my opinion, was so underused in the sequel trilogy. And the book for Phasma is quite fascinating. Um, but again, I. But me, the big one, Knights of Ren. If we do not get mm-hmm. a lot of Knights of Ren in the sequel trilogy, one, I'll be devastated. Give me something in episode nine, please. But if not, definitely give me a deep dive because you could totally do some Game of Thrones with that. But um, yep. so, so yeah, I don't know. I, I just was, in, I just thought it was very interesting that all of a sudden it was just, I couldn't believe, like all of a sudden all these speculations. Here's my other question now. The, mm-hmm. Cass- the Cassian Andor series. What are your thoughts? Cassian Andor series? Do you not know about this? I have not heard about this yet. Have you not? It's the I have of- not. It's the, it is the official second Star Wars TV series being made. So it starts production the end of this year. And, um, mm-hmm. oh God, what's his name? The guy who played Cassian is coming back. Uh, Diego Luna. He's coming back and things like that. So it's kind of a, I think it's going to be in the genre of like an espionage kind of show. But a lot of people were mm-hmm. like, um, okay, we know how it ends. We know he dies. So I think that mm-hmm. one will be a very limited series. What do you think? Probably very limited. Yeah, I, 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 I should be more up on what is coming out with Star Wars, but <laughs> I, uh, uh, you have a life. I, 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 I do. I do. I, I, I have two kids. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I am the usual stay at home parent. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't mean stay at home parent as if I, as in I don't work. I do work, but I usually take the kids to daycare and I pick the kids up from daycare. And yes. Then, so, uh, my, so my, my free time, <laughs> yes, yes. My, my, uh, my, my free time with star Wars is, is a little bit limited, but I do get to check the interweb tubes for, uh, information <laughs> as it drops. The other one that I think I'm, I'm quite excited about and see what you think. You may not have heard this yet. There's massive rumors that Obi-Wan, there was an Obi-Wan film People I know and things said it was happening. There was a script. And then with Solo kind of surprisingly, I didn't think it was a bad film, but it wasn't its strongest film. But they kind of pulled back. And so uh, the talk on the street is Obi-Wan Kenobi film got put on hold indefinitely. But now there's talks that it's going to be a limited series is that something you would and you and mcgregor would obviously come back to reprise the role is that something right. that would be exciting to you interesting to you what are your thoughts uh, it would be interesting i mean obviously obi-wan is an extremely dynamic character throughout the entire star wars series and whatnot but it would be interesting because if they have you and mcgregor come back they would probably have it take place after uh what is it the the fall of the jedi order Mm. and then exactly what he's doing during that time period after that which i mean the majority of people like 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 the the majority of the canon is that he's basically trying to protect luke from afar yeah so it would be really interesting to see exactly how he protects luke from afar without yeah. luke knowing it's him i exactly. think that might be an actually really interesting 
um, arc to take to see how many people actually try to 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 find Luke during yeah. that time period. Yeah, because and that's you could also have or you could also have a Darth Vader influence as well in that being like having him like have having an emotional connection to Tatooine mm-hmm. and being and have in being uh, what is it. Uh, unable not unable to use the force but having a uh having a block possibly and mm. obi-wan possibly being that block so he can't find luke yeah well here's the other thing that i've thought about oh when revenge and this will be good because you and i saw the film together so it's a nice kind of comeback to one at the end of revenge of the Thi- uh, at the end of revenge of the sith obi-wan thinks anakin is dead he left him like he literally had no legs and was burning alive. Obi-Wan thinks he's dead. I want to see, when does he find out that Anakin is alive and he is Vader? I, I honestly, with the amount of death and destruction that Vader, Vader puts upon the, the galaxy <laughs> towards other still living Jedi... I would not be surprised if Obi-Wan did not just feel that in the Force and know. Mm, yeah. But that could be a really cool scene to see that moment where he yes. feels it kind of thing. So, um, yeah. So, no, that, that that was one of the things. It's like, oh, because the other tricky thing is a lot of Obi-Wan's story right up to when we see him in A New Hope was covered in Rebels. So, mm-hmm. there's a really weird gap <laughs> that if this did happen that this story would take place and i think you've nailed it right on the head so i i i would love it i some people i know aren't like eh, obi-wan but i think he was the strongest thing of that prequel trilogy like you and mcgregor owned that and i know he's so keen and the age isn't too bad i mean he'll never obviously be quite to Alec guinness but you know, you can still do some things and age him, and yeah, I, I'm I'm quite interested. It'd be good because also to see him play that, you know, the love of his life is dead, and yeah, I don't know. It it would be very interesting. So I'm, yeah. So I was curious what your thoughts were on that. Yeah, no, I mean uh, that that to me would would definitely be a very, a very very interesting as- or aspect that they could explore in the Star Wars universe. Yeah. So um, just basically to close, just wanted to say thank you to Brian for being on the show. So um, let everybody know where can they find you and what, what are you up to and like various social things people can follow you on. Well, I uh, do a travel channel called Guido TTJ. Uh, that's a J- Japan travel channel for the northeast part of Japan. Um, I also do a podcast, which is kind of on hiatus right now. But um, I... Uh, also do streaming as well and what's what where like where can they find you when you're streaming what, what like what's your twitch handle and things oh, twitch is desperado421 and you can find me on twitch awesome well i've been shannon this has been uh postcards from the galaxy's edge and you can find me and uh other people from the show on the usual things so you know uh on Twitter, from from Galaxy's Edge, on Instagram, and things like that. Links to Brian and myself can be found in the description down below. And thank you, and we will speak to you next time. Bye.